Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another sizzling hot take. Hot take. I am your lodge master. With me as always is Brother Bieschke. Hello. And Brother Lucas. Top of the day. And today on this hot, hot Burbank day, we have Ooh. Brother Nathan. Hey, <laughs> gentlemen. How are you? What's up, Nathan? Welcome back, Nate. Uh, we you. we are getting into fall and thus entering into the Lodgecast's first prestige Award bait picture zone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's the acronym spell out? <laughs> we got to figure that out. But we are diving in or launching off. into, <laughs> launching off with First Man, aka Firstman. I mean, it's Oscar bait. It's clearly it's, it's, it. it's Oscar Clearly, time. it's got it's executive produced by Steven Spielberg, who had the project in development himself for like ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's it's like Spielberg. Yeah. He's like uh, he's holding on to it. Waiting for Neil Armstrong to die and for the temperature to be just right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To drop it into the water. Cooling period. Yes. Uh, the estate was okay with that. Did yeah. everybody here see it in IMAX? Of course. Oh, big we, time. No, we didn't. I, yeah. No, oh. it was not IMAX. Oh, it wasn't IMAX. Okay. And that, that, saw, that was kind of a mistake. We saw a big screen. It was a big AMC. screen. It was a big screen, but it, it wasn't, wasn't IMAX. IMAX. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and I kind of wish I would have because I think the sequences that I did like would have been even better okay. in IMAX. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Talk about your experience, Dave. Well, because we saw my, First Man together. My experience, yeah, we saw, yeah, we saw First Man together, and I, my experience was a little colored by Uh-oh. the Gemini, the Gemini Eight sequence. <laughs> Gemini, which Gemini Eight sequence, Gemini Eight sequence, where Neil Armstrong spins out of control for like five or ten minutes, Off the and yeah. my Stress. stomach became nauseous. Oh, no. And uh, it was like a bad, was it was yep. like the bad roller coaster ride uh, at Six Flags. It was like how I felt at Life Itself. And oh, the rest no. of the movie, I was nauseous. No. And, oh, man, I'm sorry. And not, not like really bad the rest of the movie, like throw up, but but um, it's, but it's, it, did, it did color my experience. I, it's tough. And yeah. here I thought, Jiminy is how they pronounce Jiminy, Jiminy throughout Jiminy, the movie, yeah. by the way. Jiminy. But Jiminy. here, I thought you were going to have... You were some secret like expert about the Gemini space mission, and you were gonna s- take issue with how they portray. Yeah, something. I Neil deGrasse Tyson. But no, style. you just got you, your tummy got a little sick. But yeah, the, I, I kind of had issue with the overall aesthetic because I appreciate the uh, blown out like 16 millimeter, you know, grain and they wanted and it I, raw. And, and I like mm-hmm. the cinema verite shaky handheld for the training flight sequences or space sure. sequences. But when we're on the ground, yeah, in the home, Ooh, it's yeah. or shaky the office, all it's, it's the like time. a cheat. It's like a cheap way of being like, yeah, Intimate. we're gonna, we're gonna make you mm-hmm. feel claustrophobic mm-hmm. and we're gonna make you want to crack. And I get that that's the point. But for like, yeah, what Bishki was saying is like it becomes obnoxious. It's just like okay, I well, got and it. And when like, it's IMAX, it's like if yeah. you were to watch the Blair Witch Project. On IMAX, it would it would it would mess you up. But yeah, like, can we fault it for that? Can we fault it because we saw it on the largest format imaginable? But I mean, they knew that they were going to be projecting on the largest format imaginable. I felt like they overdid the shake because it was really it was like combat zone <laughs> and it was like it was D-Day shake. Like, and it was <laughs> all it was all like telephoto lens yes. 
shake. So it wasn't it was just like very, yeah. It wasn't just like a little shake on a wide angle lens. It was Nathan, shaking. Nathan, did you did you shake it off? Well, what? you know what? The, like that whole aesthetic. I think that's that's the really the highlight of this movie is is the the POV aspect of climbing in and out of the capsules. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're really in the head of these. You're in, you're inside the helmet in a lot of the, in the movie. It feels like that way. You right. feel claustrophobic. You really he's looking out the window to try to gauge where he is, and you can kind of see the platform and, and the smoke. fact that this this technology is so rickety, and you feel oh, every it's bolt. Just like, rick, yeah. It's so dangerous. The sound it's design. So dangerous the sound design's doing. already won already. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that that was the glue. That kept and and there are extended sequences. The ones you're talking about here, where it's like a blurred center vision. You know, you're you're going through. It's a sound experience as well. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like a sound bath. That I think that is the most cinematic part and the highlight of this movie for me the rest of it is is this kind of minimalist story a very minimal like, story very with him and his wife she's very shrill thankless role by uh, Claire Floyd she's in everything <laughs> she's, you know, she's gonna win an Academy Award for that uh, no, her bug eyes and just, and just for the record eyes. she does a Hill lot with Hill's the part. version was only gonna be about the him, marriage right. yeah, the, the oh about the marriage about the marriage yeah like, like they were never gonna go into outer space like, what? it was always gonna what? be like the domestic yeah I think that was the original story I kept asking myself why why would this guy Damien Chazelle or you know the La La Land why would he choose this project to do yeah like well, you know after La La Land after, you can do anything, anything buddy uh, any budget what, what, what if he wanted an, what if he wanted another Oscar well I think I think someone shaped him someone said like do this with Spielberg we're gonna do it were you, you interested in this I mean I don't know it just went that way but to do a biopic in this conventional of a way I mean I mean I came out of the movies just like it's, bio, a, it's a biopic biopic, biopic. Like, damn it! It's just a biopic about like, Neil Armstrong, which is my least, one of my least favorite. Well, were you expecting something else? Uh, I yeah, I was expecting like <laughs> I was expecting the Neil Armstrong movie. I was expecting like something more like Gravity, where it was really taking you on the space mission for most of it, and not all this melodrama with his Claire Foy, who's a real downer, and just the kids are <laughs> so right, yeah. is the. Neil's kids kinda, are so annoying. I kind of yeah, I kind of wish they like either <laughs> took out all the domestic drama scenes, or if you were like just having non yeah NASA train scenes, like I would have just preferred like nothing but funerals because so many people die like throughout. <laughs> yeah, the movie it was very kinda, somber. Kinda the very point. somber. Yeah, I think point. in like, Germany this is called nothing but funerals. Yeah, uh, yeah. As as, as, as a viewing experience, it, it definitely felt too long, and I appreciate that. That's like again the point. Like it's not about the destination it's about the journey like getting there and this is like what it took but at the same time like you you need to build you know tension or or stakes or, or well he, what, like here's the thing it just you felt t- one note to me if like, you, it, it seemed like it was constantly in search of meaning but it was like oh i guess there isn't any there's really. ah, there's stakes though buddy it's, i mean if you take out all these trials you, and it's everyone's dying if like, you take out the, 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 the zoomy shaky family time <laughs> If you take that out, you you don't give a shit. Like you need you need that. Like you, the reason it's going to win Oscars is because of that. And my only issue with it, like I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of understanding when I'm being manipulated by seeing a, a seemingly benign familial moment. You know. Un- then immediately undercut by tragedy. Like, I know it's coming. I know why it's there. But I thought this was pretty effective. I thought that I once I got over the shakiness and got over the 70s uh, filmmaking fetishism stylings of it, you know, I, I got into it. My only issue is it's obvious from the look on 
Clairefoy and Ryan Gosling's <laughs> face that they are in an Oscar movie. Yeah. And when they like when it, when one of their kids <laughs> is like, like "Daddy," and you see you see Gosling's face contort a little bit, you understand the hours of stupid prep that he took to get into that to get that accent that, down. That he allowed himself the luxury of that because he knew he was pretty much guaranteed an Oscar nomination for yeah, this. I don't, I, and I you always... see it so clearly, and it's hard to get through. But I can't really fault the movie for well, that. I thought his performance was kind of interesting like he was but but the thing the thing about it is it's very much like his his performance in drive or some of these sure. other laconic roles where he's very he's polite yeah you can't read him yeah kinda. he's he's blank in the eyes yeah and, and, and but he's 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 leaning towards kindness you know he like he's kind of our hero <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't think it painted him very well like his family it's just hostile in his family and the guy is risking i mean he's he he's seemed, willing he, to risk his life he comes as a uh, he comes off as like book. emotionally uh stunted uh, yeah he comes off slightly Slightly, slightly touched. Slightly, I, you know. Maybe I enjoyed not Buzz, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin's asshole character. That was great. That was great. Perfectly cast. Yeah, Buzz was nice and sweaty and in your face. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of got fatigued like, like an hour in. I was kind of like, all right, this is it. Like we're settling into the movie now. And I was just wishing that, <clears throat> yeah, it was just better paced or structured in a way where like the dread or the suspense or whatever building towards this ultimate goal or climax of getting to the moon like pays off like really dramatically but instead it's like a slow deflating balloon from like the opening scene which is amazing like I thought like the opening scene was like riveting and mesmerizing I'm thinking like oh wow this is going to be incredible and then it just kind of like sputtered along until all of a sudden it like ended in like the most cheesy like out of left field way that I did not anticipate coming because it was like taking what you know, Bob Zemeckis did in Contact, or you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. like um, I mean, it's got a lot of space movies in it. It's got definitely yeah, got, like Interstellar already kind of uh, yeah. beat it to the Interstellar, punch. I think it owes like, a I lot. I just felt like to you know, I mean, like yeah. to to base this so way. specifically on on this character and to have this moment, it just felt like it was a totally different movie. And who knows? Maybe that actually happened. Maybe that was like what he really did, like throwing the bracelet into the crater. But like in that moment, <laughs> yeah. it seemed ridiculous. That sounds, that sounds like, like, like a seemed, jumping the it's shark. Like, I felt it's like, like you're not gonna you're not gonna show there. him plant the American flag for whatever bullshit misguided reasons, but you're gonna show us throw his daughter's bracelet into the fucking crater. Like Uh-oh. what? Are you, are you are, well, now, you're on this flag controversy? Yeah, let's get into that. Are you <laughs> yeah. on, are you are you one of those flaggers? The yeah. flag was. It was there yeah. though. It I'm not there. a. Flag. I'm not a flagger. No, it was look, in the distance. I think no, I was look, in a wide it's shot. There, but shot. I feel like I feel like when you spend two and a half hours watching people get like burned to death and like oh he died in a crash and he's dead and she's like everyone's dying. It's like what is the moon? if not one gigantic memorial for like all the lives lost and sacrificed to beat the Russian pinkos when it's clearly about patriotism and it's clearly the only reason why we did it. No, you but know I think mean? it covered a like, lot and, of bases. And, 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 and not, to, not to address that it was like the white male patriarchy, you mm. know, like spreading their seed and being like, we're going to conquer space and we're going to do this first to just kind of like gloss over that is fucking bullshit. Well, there was a right. scene, no, there was a scene where the African Americans responded in that song and it was a very powerful moment, I thought, in the center where they're like, white boy going to space, I can't get no food or whatever, you know, it was like this whole thing. So, I mean, and that where I felt like, oh, that's Chazelle, you know, that's 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 a young filmmaker trying to add something to his film. You mm-hmm. got like, two and a half hours, you can have but it more was, of that. It was a ton of that, yeah. I just, it didn't all come together for me. It didn't all come together at the end. Like, I'm just, I know it's an Oscar movie and I think it will get decorated. You know, because this year has been a scatter shot. Uh, but as a, as an experience, I came out of it, man. It left me like the minute I walked out of there. 
the following days. Did you guys think about this movie after the? I did. I liked it way more than uh, you than our young Republican over here. I thought I thought that pretty much every uh, space related sequence was riveting. I liked seeing every step of it in the kind of rickety old way that it was. Oh, that's um, the highlight, yeah. I was also thinking of Lucas. You could probably speak to this. The moon landing was it a hoax? Or was it real? Are you a hoaxer too? Oh, no, You're no. a flagger and a hoaxer? <laughs> no, it's real. Because if it was a hoax, Putin would have fucking put that shit out long ago. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that was 100 percent real. Like you guys understand? They like, they're our enemy. If you they don't think it. Russia's oh, our we, enemy, we you we are not it. the same species. There, as I me. mean, there was a moment where I there was one moment where I got emotional and chills where I just realized uh-huh. it, uh, it was I've seen the Apollo image and the shuttle and I've seen you know it's like oh the, and then it dawned on me this is the this is this this is the moon landing you know like I saw the blue and the Apollo logo they did a beautiful like recreation of it digitally I assume is the of the of the ship and I got chills I was like we did man we you know we did this as a country and we don't have something like that and yeah, that's, I was kind of moved I was kind of moved towards the end just just that moment. just because of the iconic nature of the whole thing um of him stepping in the whole thing I mean it just that's when it cuts from 16 to like 65 millimeter when he opens the lunar door to the surface yeah, like okay. completely in the IMAX that I saw it was like a very dramatic hard cut and not only that, but the sound cuts out like 2001 style, so it suddenly becomes yeah. deafening. They also and that was powerful. Like, that was like amazing. Yeah. But Lucas, I felt like I mean, again, yeah, it came too right late. There. By that time, I was like ready for bed. I was like, "Fuck." Well, I think at that moment too, it's it's when his helmet goes down and, and it becomes all of us. Like it's not on Ryan Gosling's face. I loved that. I thought that was like yeah. the smartest decision in the movie. I thought I was like, "How are they going to play it on him? And how is he going to do one small?" That was my main. Him? That was my main note. Holy shit! Helmet. Uh, the helmet came down and it played on him, and it kind of had a had a rad vibe for a second. I mean, there was some successful moments. I mean, I really like that moment. And the, the scene, the scene where his where he's forced to confront his sons about the fact that he might never return. You know, I was tearing up. <laughs> I was tearing up a little bit there. It was effective because the kids were quiet. I had like, I had, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I had like tremors. The rest of the movie, emotions. the kids were like, just like, like waves. Dad, you know? come play. I can't. I'm going to the moon. God damn. Yeah, you're like, I'm not away. <laughs> Oh, there's a, there's a, there's some moving scenes where he's got to just sit there with his sons and not say anything and say, hey, I might not I might not be coming back. Yeah. And, yeah. and Gosling plays it to drive per- perfection. Yeah. <laughs> where he's just sitting there with a toothpick. You know, I just I see him. He just does the same role and it kind of works every time. All right, let's get. But to, anyway. let's get to the moon bones here. Let's get to the moon bones. <laughs> uh, Nathan, you're yeah. you're on a roll here. What do you got? Oh, I'm on a roll. Uh, I mean, I I do think it's gonna come back around. I do think it's gonna come back around. But the movie we got was 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 original in a way where it was so so from his perspective that we were there with him to the point where Dave got nauseous, where where you know where you're transported to that. It felt like those sequences were longer than normal. Uh, they were like t- about 10 minutes, some of them. I mean, I like where he was bouncing off the atmosphere. I thought that was a really interesting moment. Mm-hmm. And then to have that recreation of the Apollo moon landing was, was cinematic, an achievement. But everything that's dressed around it, the melodrama... Uh, You're not buying the Neil, the, That Neil Armstrong biopic just is a dagger to the heart. It's just like that's all it was. Kind of just makes me never want to watch it again. But... What we got, I liked. I'm three bones. Three, I'm bones. three bones strong. That's a solid I think bone. it's going to be there in that 12, you know, what is it, like 15 nominations for the Oscars this oh, year? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be there. It'll be there. They want Gosling. They want her. Dude, what if he wins Best Director Best again? Best Director. Wow. Like, what he if will. that happens? You think he will. so? He will. Mm, he will. Man, he's going for it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Brother Lucas, 
what, what what's what's going on in in your uh, in your space doc yeah you know just what Nathan was kind of saying I, I want to piggyback on like I, I thought the space the flight training and space sequences like I just love I was eating it up I love oh hold on hold on please we got a caller we got a caller here emergency hello is this somebody that knows about uh, first man who has some ideas about it you know it's funny you'd ask me that I just Went and saw the movie the other day. Oh, it's Brother Zach, everybody. Brother what Zach? up, Zach? Yeah. Hey, buddy. Wait, am I calling into the Lodgecast? You're yeah. on the Lodgecast. You're on the hot take of First no Man. No way. You're in the yeah. Prius. <laughs> Coincidentally enough, Brother Lucas, was, I think, was just about to uh, have some thoughts here. So, Lucas, continue. So, yeah, Zach, what I was saying was uh, I liked I liked the uh, the flight you know training and space sequences very much i thought it was all top notch and you know he's borrowing from ron howard's apollo 13 and you know terrence malick's you know tree of life and you got a little bit of contact and interstellar in between but i just felt like it's two and a half hours it's too long like it's uneven i had issues with you know certain narrative choices and like yeah the 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 drama that is there between the, the death and the family and the wife just felt like you know, uh, like student pop psychology. It just felt very cheap, you know? Like we're gonna give this guy very literal specific motivation. Whereas I feel like if you took all that out, it would still work and just be as powerful. But instead it's like, you know, yeah, trying to really tug at your heartstrings. And, and you like, gotta plant the flag. And you gotta, you gotta plant the flag. Gotta, yeah, I, I felt that was like a, another false moment. You know, it's like, you're trying to be very true and authentic by honoring this guy's legacy or family, but like, didn't he plant the flag on the mm. lunar surface? Did he not? I think he did, Zach. Uh, after, I after, think he planted after it. After he had that very nice, quiet moment with uh, Jason Isaac or whoever, you know, who's gonna go before him, but then he burns to death, and then you show us him burning to death? Like, you're not you're not mm. gonna have a moment or, mm. to, to reflect on that at all? Like, I know That's when, cool. when uh, the widow of that, that character, like, when, when, when he died, she was like, yeah, he'll be waiting for Neil and Buzz when they get there. He's already there, like, on the moon, you know? What does that mean for your bone count? I give it two and a half bones. It's technically mm. well made, but I don't need to recommend it to no mm. one. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Zach, do you have anything to say mm. about that? Well, I mean, there's a lot to say, so maybe we just uh, we just hone in on, uh, on a few specific things. Let's hone. Um, hone in and, and give bone count, too. Sure, sure thing. I, you know, just broadly found it incredibly... Uh, visceral and tactile. I felt like you could you were in the ships with them. You you could see the bolts and the rattling of the different stages of ignition. Lucas is vaping deeply. Um, I felt yes. just incredibly uh, gripped by all of the sequences, all the missions. The Gemini, as they said, the Gemini, the Gemini, 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 Gemini. Um, was miraculous. Seeing the moon for the first time was miraculous. I love how. He, he kept showing us the moon in the background while we were on Earth. I thought that was just kind of taunting them hanging in the sky. But also, when he actually did step foot on the moon, this this moment of pop culture we've digested over and over again our entire life in this country right. and around the world, yet still felt so monumentous and emotional and let tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years of mankind looking up at the moon, and this person is about to touch it, yeah. having rocketed through these crazy tin cans into outer space, and they made it there. And um, So I found it really yeah. riveting, actually. I'm really a sucker for outer space yeah. stuff. But yeah. as to 
the family, I actually thought it accumulated a power by the middle of the movie that they were kind of almost on like a death row of a, of a kind. And uh, I found Claire Foy to be really compelling as to whether it's pop psychology 101 i don't know but i would and i'd have to do research i would imagine that his daughter actually did you'd have to take pop psychology 101 to know yeah i mean I think. but yeah we know we know his daughter did die but do we know if he threw her bracelet into a crater you know Mm. what i mean like crater gate crater gate you can't have your cake and eat it too (laughs) you know you can't be like i'm setting this up grounded in reality and making it cinema verte like you are their reality with kitchen sink realism but then we're gonna have this very Cinematic, symbolic, Has, hashtag like, kitchen sink like realism. Ellie, small steps, Ellie. Like I was thinking about contact. I was like, man, this is just like you're getting a contact high. Yeah, yeah contact. Yes. High. <laughs> well, you know, I, I usually have a pretty strong bullshit detector for schmaltz and. Take that laugh how you me, will, Zach. For me, that moment with the daughter's bracelet throwing it into the crater, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't eye roll. Uh, for you a didn't. moment there, and maybe uh, I was just kind of wrapped up in it. And I was with it. Wrapped up I was in with it. it. I, could, I could see, but but, but can we just talk about the flag controversy? Uh, Let's for do a minute? it. Let's yeah. do yeah. it. Yeah. Because I was, I was obviously, you know, we've all kind of been hearing about the the uproar in conservative circles that this was afraid to be patriotic uh, and Hollywood liberals and blah blah blah. So I gotta say. This was one of the most patriotic movies mm. I've sat through in a while. The guy's son is hoisting the American flag over their house. People are waving little American flags. There's close-ups on the rocket ship with USA on it, just like flying into outer space. People around the world are watching in awe of the accomplishment of the United States. If anything, this is the most MAGA movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, just because he doesn't actually plant Lucas the flag in a close-up, you know, doesn't mean that we didn't even... We saw the flag in the background. We didn't see everything they did once they set foot on the moon. So no, he just there. made a conscious choice as to the planting of the flag for America was not the definitive climax of that journey mm. so to me it, it is a complete bullshit controversy and actually it's really sad because I think a lot of the people if they truly are protesting this movie are the ones that would love it the most I think that's true I think yeah. I think it's Amen. 100% true yep flag controversy solved so how many bones Zach <laughs> Uh, I give it three and a half. Whoa! I give it three and a half. This is the movie I would have loved to have seen after uh, Whiplash, not La La Land, which was, you know, I'm not a musical guy, uh, admittedly, and that's that is a whole other discussion. But this this is the this is the movie that I feel is the true successor to his to his Whiplash uh, quasi debut. Three and a half bones. Well, thanks, thanks for weighing in, Zach, on Crater Gate, on the it. flag controversy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking the flag gate shit lying down. <laughs> no, it's no. A whole, whole load of hogwash. Uh, I, pre- I appreciate your your liberal thoughts, and we will keep you in our prayers. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, mega listeners, you will love this group. <laughs> yes. It gets a mega seal of approval. I mean it. It will be the only thing we agree on all year that we will both love this movie. That's great. So, Excellent, Zach. Yeah. Well, well, thank you very much, Zach. We'll be we'll be speaking Carry with you on. very soon. I look forward to my next time in the bridge. Adios. Peace. Peace. Brother Bishke. Okay, let's get to the bones. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Chazelle, I think, has got uh, 
visual talent to spare. I, no one's going to deny that. I thought La La Land, um, I was more impressed with. I, I thought it was, it was a joyous film. This movie was very somber when it went into biopic mode. Uh, it was very reverent, which I've always got problems with biopics that are just reverent of their... <sighs> heroes and I just outside of the space stuff I just I did are you not looking forward to Bohemian Rhapsody in there? No, I'm not gonna see like, you are gonna see it no Bio, you I, are no, gonna see I it I don't wanna do a Dave. no we I, will drag you I don't you. see Ray I don't no, see you're gonna see Bohemian Rhapsody oh, fuck god I don't wanna to see sure, it yes you will I don't like biopics how many bones two 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 it's gonna two. win Ooh. two for the technical all the technical stuff is great the production bit, design, yeah. but this is not my kind of film. I'm you, guys sorry. Are, you guys are insane. This Ooh. is a three and a half bone picture. You're gonna have to like it. This come is Oscar a time. three and a half bone picture. It is. It Ooh. makes you feel like you're there. It's it, it's intimate. It's immediate. It's it, it's it'll affect your heart if you let it. And it's everything. Not that this contributes to my bone count, but it's everything Oscar wants. It's gonna win tons of awards. And I think it's going to age well because it already seems a little timeless to me. And that may be because of Gosling's kind of blank performance, but I think it was it was probably necessary because who know like do you guys know who who Neil Armstrong was? I mean, I don't. No. I read First Man the book. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he was a smart guy. He was a very, very, yeah, really. very, very, very smart guy. Um, but yeah, so it's it's good when we uh, when we have opinions across the spectrum. First Man is our first prestige Oscar picture leading up to 2019. But I mean, who knows? Maybe we've already seen something. Yeah. That's, that's I I heard that there in the end of the First Man's in an original rough cut, there was like 20 more minutes of him in quarantine, and Spielberg asked Chazale to like cut mm. it. He was like, cut it down. Like we I don't we that. don't need to see anymore. I believe that. So now we have one minute in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, that's Firstman, folks. Uh, great uh, great going to the moon and back with you fellas. Yeah. And uh, Nathan's uh, officially on the AMC A-list now. a guys. High five. We're on the start. So I think we'll be seeing more IMAX treats. And What's Big D? We gotta see Big D. Big, Big D. Big D is kind of the white whale that we chase on this podcast. <laughs> uh, All right. In in Minnesota, we don't really know what it is. There's no, IMAX. Nobody. There's real D. Three D. Three D. Dolby Atmos Prime and Big and D. Big D. So there is a Big D near my home in Minnesota that is forty five minutes away. So if 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 I go home for Christmas this year and something remotely decent is playing there, I will make that trip to the Big D and file my report. Okay. Wow. But until then, we'll let it remain a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I looked the theater up on Yelp, too, and it had one solid star. So <laughs> one gold star. One, right one gold star. Could you yeah. imagine if they First Man right. was 4DX? Oh, oh, oh that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Some guy just in the center One last story. As we're leaving the non-IMAX screening, the, all the employees at the Burbank 16 are like, we got, we got vomit, we got vomit in the IMAX theater. Somebody vomited. Almost guaranteed somebody vomited in the IMAX theater during the Gemini 8 sequence. Oh. Gemini 8. 
Well, I just bounced out the atmosphere. There you have it, folks. Go see it. Go see it in 4DX. Big D if you can. <laughs> Big D. Yeah, Big D 4DX. <laughs> That's a Firstman hot take, y'all. God bless the USA. God bless. God bless. Step. We're moving past. <laughs> One giant leap for the A-list. For the A-list. Yeah, wait, Matt. Am I to believe that someone puked in grumpier old men? Was that part of the trivia? Uh, when when, puked, when you were like, it was my first job at a theater and I had to Oh, yeah. Well, we just record this. Why right. not? Yeah. <laughs> Fun after credits side note. Oh, yeah. Uh, in 1995, the year of our Lord, I was beginning a job as an usher, my dream job as an usher at the Man Cinema 10 in Maple Grove, Minnesota, and I was the bottom rung, as, as you are when you start there, and the, the, the other ushers let me know it, they're like, you're gonna do all the shit work. So, when someone puked during a screening of grumpier old men, they said, new kid has to go clean it up. Oh. And people weren't leaving, so it was... It was oh, in, in, during progress? Like, was in a, progress? It was a high-wire oh. act, and, <laughs> and someone had puked in the middle of the theater. Oh. So there was, like, a growing uh, circumference of people moving away from the puke, but you, you could see, you could just eyeball it and see where Ground Zero probably was. So I went in there with two 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 paper towels oh. and did what I could. Oh. I, 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 did, I did that thing where you breathe out your mouth and not your nose. Mm. But sometimes sometimes that, you fuck up the rhythm yeah, you up. and you accidentally breathe in deep through your nose. Oh. And I, I could tell it was oh. fucked up. It was oh. popcorn and like oh. something creamy. Too much oh. sugar. So Don't. I, came, I mopped it up as well as I could. I came out into the hallway and under the lights of the hallway, I looked down at the paper towels, and it was just like, it was the most disgusting-looking clam chowdery oh. shit oh. I'd ever seen. Oh, and that's when I God. smelled it, and I retched, and I almost puked all over the middle of the hallway outside the theater. But I caught one of these fucking ushers' eyes, and I saw him start to give like a oh shit all-time greatest look, and I'm like. Matt, I had a little uh, venom voice in my head, yeah. saying like, "Matt, they will never let you live it down if you puke in the hallway." And I'm like, I will be known as fucking hallway puke kid for the rest of my life <laughs> if I don't fucking yeah. hold this down. Yeah. I made it into the bathroom and I puked in the bathroom. Oh. Oh. It was so nasty. Oh, so whenever I see Jack Lemon and Walter Math out together, oh. I smell that oh. together. Good. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> Sweet dreams. This has been a lot of Tales from the Ushership. <laughs> a lot of puking stories. <laughs> <laughs>